So we're live and I am super excited to have Laurel Quinn with me today um, talking about her amazing impact-led business sustainably, which is just so exciting. We've been having some time to catch up about it before we came live. So Laurel, thanks so much for coming on today to share your founder story. Um, I would love you to tell us a little bit about Sustainably. First of all, you know, what, what the business is and what it does. And then after that, I'm going to come back and ask you how you came up with the idea. But but first of all, just let us know what, what it is that you do Sustainably. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Um, yeah, I'm Laurel, CEO and co-founder of Sustainably, which is a tech for good company. Um, we've created an app that enables you to give to good causes as part of everyday life um, and track your impact. So with Sustainably, um, you can connect your bank card, any bank, um, and every time you use your card or connected device or Apple Pay, whatever's connected to that card, uh, we micro-donate your spare change to that cause so you can protect the ocean, the rainforest, help people who are homeless, you know, anything that you want, you can do it with your spare change every day. Um, and you can also give in other ways. Um, but with Sustainably, it's all about giving on your own terms. So you get to give with privacy, transparency and control. So we don't share your details. You never get hassled to give more. You can pause it or change it whenever you like. Um, and you can see all your impact over time. So, yeah, it's a simple way for you to have a positive impact. And we call it change the world every time you shop, essentially. I love that. And do you know what's really important, actually, that you just said is like, it's on our terms, because I think, you know, sometimes we might sign up to donate to a charity, and then we might decide we want to, you know, donate to a different charity. And I think in the past, um, you know, when you're committed to that charity, sometimes, I don't know, you feel beholden to them, or you feel like you can't change, or that you're on their that you're on their database and you know you get you get contacted by them so I suppose this is just a lovely way isn't it that you could say mm. you know whatever it is you could change your charity every month you could or if you feel particularly passionate about something you could commit to it for a year or a long time yeah yeah absolutely and and with everything you know on your mobile you know from your music to your every single app you know there isn't a single place for your impact and that's kind of what we're trying to do at sustainably to really have that one place where you can track your impact over time and we're building a business platform that will integrate into the app so that when you shop somewhere you will be able to see that they've given that retailers given to your cause and that your employer will be able to give as well um, mm, that's really important isn't it because I remember I know like well when I was working in one of the big corporates like I could do a donation and then my employer would match it and it was amazing and I suppose what you're mm. saying then is I can tr could track all of that in my app and see yeah. what yeah. I've donated plus what my employer mm. has donated on behalf yeah. and for brands it's really simple for them because it gives them really high visibility um you know the individuals can see what the brand is doing and it's hyper localizing and personalizing their social responsibility at scale to what their customers and employees actually care about. Um, and for us, obviously, the business is kind of very data driven. Um, you know, it's all about being able to understand your impact. And for for an individual, that's that's really a great thing to be able to see the impact that you're having. And then for businesses, they get to understand the impact of them as a brand, but also the impact of their wider community. Amazing. So I was kind of thinking a couple of things like, first of all, how did you come up with this idea? Because I love it. But it's kind of like, I think, wow, that's such a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? But 
but you came up with this idea and it's quite not complicated is it but there's lots of people you know it's involving lots of different parties and that's what works you've got the employers you've got the consumer you've got the charities and you've got the retailers and you're essentially helping all of them yeah yeah um I was working in an investment company as head of digital marketing and digital strategy and um, I had actually helped that company scale from six to 30 countries in 10 years. And it was then became a FTSE 100. So it was quite a rapid scaling journey. And at the um, at that point, I was advising the board on digital transformation. So looking at loads of different technology that we could bring in across the business, not just in marketing, but in the investment team and the HR team, you know, kind of just generally across the whole business and at the time I was inspired by Acorns Investing which rounded up your spare change to your investment portfolio and things like Tom's Shoes when you buy something it does something good and things like Pokemon Go gamification you know when using augmented reality and and all that kind of stuff so there was lots of different things but my co-founder is also my daughter I know Um, I love that that it's so amazing I love that Yeah, and she was working in ethical retail, so she was making her home all eco, organic, and really kind of got me thinking about, you know, should should I kind of be thinking about something else? So I I started writing this business plan in my spare time. The kitchen wall became a post-it wall, and then Agile got involved and ended up creating designs for the app, and we applied to get into an accelerator, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. You know, how did you get it off the ground with funding? I yeah. saw that you'd been interviewed by Richard Branson. So I was thinking, mm-hmm. did you get a Virgin Startup loan? And can you yeah. talk me through the sort of getting off the ground with the funding mm-hmm. and the accelerators and that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, we initially went into Entrepreneurial Spark, which was part of the RBS NatWest. It was an RBS NatWest accelerator. Um, and we thought we'll get all the transaction data, we'll get this built in six months. It kind of didn't really work out like that. Um, and we um, launched our beta actually the next again year connected to Monzo Bank, which was really great for us. Um, the way that we built it, um, because we did try going around all the meetups and asking like for CTOs who wants to come and join our team, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, all the tech meetups. Yeah. But we actually got um, funding from Virgin Startup and some funding, innovation grant funding on top of that, which enabled us to build our first version of Sustainably, um, which went on to win top 10 Virgin Startup Best of Show at Finnovate in New York. Um, And that beta version enabled us to attract the investors the following year. So we got the co-founder Skyscanner, the former EVP of marketing at Warner Brothers, and WeWork, we won the Creator Awards in London. That enabled us to build a scalable version of the platform, um, which um, is now connected to 17 UK banks, um, and we're now supporting over 40 good causes. Amazing. So was it difficult to get the banks on board? I mean, Monzo, so they were the first... Yeah. Um, bank and presumably yeah. because I don't know like I was just raving on about Starling the other day as well like I just find like are they just more open to these kind of things was it easy to get someone like Monzo on board and then the other banks followed yeah so when we did the Monzo beta um, Monzo had an open API that fintechs could use to create products and services and um, since then new regulation has come out that ne- you mean you need an FCA license to use the banking APIs um, and we're using uh, an API um, aggregator called Trulier for the connection to the bank transaction data, which is totally secure, all bank level security. Um, and it's all, from our perspective, done just 
for the Roundups product app to app. You just connect your card and it's really simple. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how we're, we're connected to all the banks, but we do have an FCA license in order to do that now. So that's one of the sort of requirements. Did you have to, so did you have to go and do the sort of deals with all the different banks or did you just, you just click into this API, you just connect with this API and it's automatic? Yeah. So for this, obviously we have our own integrations that make the product work, but you can buy and into uh, services like Trulier, which enable you to um, connect to multiple banks through one API. So that's what we're doing for the Roundups product. Yeah. Amazing. Which is really good. Yeah. So I'm interested to know, like you said, you didn't have a tech co-founder. Okay. So Mm -hmm. how do you go about building? I mean, it all sounds quite complicated to me. Like, and I've I've been in digital for 20 years as well. And I kind of think I've got a relatively good understanding of um, I've got a very good understanding of digital, relatively good understanding of tech, but not massively. But, you know, it feels like a really complicated thing to build. So how how did you go about doing that, building an app when, you you know, you don't yeah. have a tech co-founder? Um, we were really super lucky that we um, were introduced to a small um, studio um, that were able to create um, beta versions of our product um, kind of at the outset for us and that was the one that we used for the Monzo beta um which was kind of really great for us to test and learn from that um and then when we secured our funding we then actually brought in a CTO um and re-architected the product for scale at that point and we were super lucky enough to get our CTO was the head of technology architecture at RBS NetWest. Like that's amazing. amazing. And we worked with the um, supercomputing team at Edinburgh Uni who have like just immense uh, capabilities, but they helped us build the scalable version of the platform um, that we have currently. So we kind of um, took that beta version and then rebuilt it in a scalable um, for scale, basically for the mm version that we're in now but yeah it definitely requires expertise that we didn't have so we knew we had to get expertise in the team and now we've got a team of engineers and our CTO as well so that's that's kind of that is the way to do it you cannot build it yeah. <laughs> and I suppose that's like an ideal job for them isn't it because you know they're they're using all their skill set but they're doing good as well and working on a project that's like giving back so yeah yeah, and that's a really good thing for us because we have only recruited people. Actually, we've just we brought in an engineer um, recently who we we um, who who travelled up for the whole length of the country to come and work with us in Edinburgh. But we've we've only got people through our network, and really that kind of have come. That's where we've got the majority of our people is because of the mission and the vision and what we're doing. It is a really attractive proposition, and I guess coming at the in at the beginning where you get to you know lay down all the foundations and have a really big input into how the product works is is a great time for people to get involved as well yeah amazing so um can you talk me through how you um go how you've sort of gone about marketing you know the app how you've gone about Mm -hmm. getting traction because obviously you've got to you've got to show traction to get investors haven't you but I always feel like Mm -hmm. at those early stages you've got it's there's there's lots of moving moving balls is that the right way to describe it moving something (laughs) moving parts moving parts that's it yeah exactly so um yeah we've we've done a lot of things um in terms of getting the charities on board we attended events we've kind of done uh, linkedin outreach um we've just brought in a growth lead to help us with the 
sort of process of scaling now because we have a product that is ready to scale um and yeah we've done uh, lots of things on like from social media ads um and email campaigns and kind of everything you name it we've we've done it pr has been really good for us raising awareness at events and so on um yeah and and then kind of having high profile um charities that have joined the platform like macmillan british heart foundation crisis you know all these amazing causes and most recently the rainforest trust ocean generation things like that so um all of those obviously have huge audiences and part of our um route market is b2b to see so giving them assets to help them raise awareness that they are on sustainably um we've most recently been doing lots of blog content highlighting the causes that we support um getting interesting brand partnerships um involved so yeah there's kind of a lot of different things that we've been testing at the moment so for us it's all right now about refining what's the channel that works what's the messaging that works how can we optimize the process end to end so that we can get more charity through the whole funnel and set up and using it um and being creating lots of impact through sustainably um but yeah um yeah there's there's a lot that we I was going to say it's really interesting so one of the things I always talk to my clients about and I rave on about is you know working with strategic partners who have access to your audience and I suppose yeah. the charities you're helping them but they also have massive audiences yeah, who want to support them and yeah. you know once they've signed up to sustainability through that charity mm-hmm. they're then they've then got the app and they are a user so that's a great way isn't it to acquire customers yeah. through these charities because Mm-hmm. the charity they trust you know the charities are trusted partners so if they're recommending sustainability then yeah sustainability yeah. sorry not sustainability <laughs> yeah then um then it makes sense yeah absolutely yeah and it's kind of really um from our perspective you know we just want to help them raise raise awareness and create more impact that's what we're there for so yeah that is a major route to market for us and then through the banks as well um we're connected to 17 um of the uk banks so we're, we're going to be working alongside some of them to raise awareness to their customers and the businesses that they work with etc so yeah lots of opportunities lots of exciting partnerships up and coming so yeah watch watch this space it's amazing i love it i love the way there's so many that you know you're helping so many different people charities businesses and, and brands and stuff and it's all interconnected so you met, um, did you meet Richard Branson? Because I saw a picture of you yeah, and your daughter yeah, with him. We, we did. I've met him a couple of times now and they've been really helpful in terms of raising the awareness of, of what we're doing, um, which has been really great over, over the years. Um, he, na- he named us um, his startup of the year in 2019, um, which was, was great as well. But yeah, we've, we've had a really close, close relationship with them and they're always there to kind of um, help be helpful and support us on the journey mm-hmm. since we got startup loans with through Virgin and then uh, um, top 10 Virgin startup on all of that so yeah I, yeah I've, I've, I've um, spoken that. to quite a few people who've had the Virgin startup loans and it's amazing yeah. isn't it the support that you know you can get as I'm just kind of thinking like when I first set up my business which was sort of 15 18 years ago or something um, it was very different there weren't all these accelerators and networks and just you know my places to get help and advice and it's amazing to think that you came up with this great idea got your virgin startup loan got some accelerators and incubators got funding and you're off and you're doing something amazing and causes Mm -hmm. so much hard work in it but it feels like 
there's a lot of support for entrepreneurs and founders. Yeah, and I I would definitely agree that the the landscape has completely transformed. And, you know, even the from accessing the Virgin Startup Loan, you get a mentor for a year. And then even last night, I was on an online um, event where they had some great founders talking about branding and kind of, you know, um, how to kind of create irresistible brands. So there's so much content that you get through through accelerators and there's so much help out there. So, yeah, if you want, if you have a great idea, go for it. And it's the power of um, connecting with other founders as well, isn't it? Because it can be a yeah. lonely journey setting up a business. I know you've got your daughter, so you've got the support of that. But I think it's really good to connect with other people that are going through similar um, mm-hmm. experiences and share challenges and you know, brainstorm issues and things like that. Yeah, yep, definitely. And I mean, we, we're kind of lucky to be plugged into loads of networks like Tech Nation, for example, Unlocking Ambition, which was a cohort that I was in. And uh, there's just so much advice and, and things that kind of go go around um, and you can ask anyone anything and, you know, people are super helpful. So you definitely do need that because it can be a, quite a, a a roller coaster journey and you you can benefit from asking people who have been there done that you know um it's the fastest route to find the the answer yeah how do you find it working with your daughter like do you manage to have like time away from work um how does it work are you like working you know very long hours or you know how how do you manage that relationship yeah um I guess it's been a, a variety of of working extremely long hours and then going right that this is going to be a marathon it's not sprint so you have to kind of be aware that you are a human and you are not invincible um but we're quite good at having you know this is not business time you know this is that is don't talk to me about that we're quite open honest get things done type of mentality and yeah we 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 make it works really well for us um but i think you have to have a really great relationship with your co-founder you have to be able to talk about hard things good things you know, you have to make decisions, you know, some of sometimes you won't agree, but you can kind of get through it all. Um, and that's what we're lucky enough to have. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's just so, I don't know, it's really heartwarming that you and your daughter are doing it together. And it's such a great cause. And so um, I suppose the last question is, you know, what's the long term vision for your business? Where Where are you hoping it's going to go? Hmm. Yeah, um, we built sustainably for scale. We want to see it, everyone having sustainably on their phone, um, you know, in multi-countries, um, multi-language, multi-currency, all over the world. Um, people are sustainably in it, you know, like they're just, it's just something that people do and they use and everybody can have a positive impact. And we really solve some of the world's major challenges, but also enable people to be part of a community um, and do things locally and just make it super easy for people to have a positive impact as part of everyday life I love that I love that and um so is that it will you go after sort of have you got sort of target hit list countries to go after or are you just really focusing on nailing the UK and you know when are you going to start branching out into new territories yeah, we're actually looking at other territories at the moment. Um, and obviously where there's a crossover with philanthropy, open banking, kind of all this stuff. Um, 
that that's more enticing markets where people are already, you know, they care. We're not changing behaviors. Obviously, there's a huge drive towards um, CSR for corporates and, you know, people want to buy from and work for companies who do good. So that is a global theme. Um, Millennial and Gen Z are the largest um, generation that give to causes. Um, They care the most and they, they actually give the most. So, you know, the whole world is changing and the world is our market. Uh, amazing i love it it's going to be everywhere it is thank you so much laurel for coming on it's been amazing to hear about what you're doing and i can't wait to you know use sustainably and start seeing my impact and also to like follow you on your journey and see how it all goes which i know is going to be incredible because you've got such a great product and an idea and um congratulations on just getting it to where it is and for all the hard work Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Emmy. Really, it's great to to catch up with you again. No worries. Thanks so much, Laurel. Bye. (laughs)